Welcome back. This is episode 17 of Front of Your Pocket Conversations with you, Hope Nation. And today, yeah, you hear Tay Tay, guys? We have special guests family from the west side (laughs) we got jason and porsche they came they visiting you know because of course we have our resident californian tracy with an i (laughs) aka tam's tips aka resumes by tam and then we have ar for prez my brand manager okay what? I don't want to say that. Ask no. <laughs> Shut up. And if I did. <laughs> and then we have Janice Combs over here, aka my mother. <laughs> Mama Pocket. She switched up for y'all. Y'all see that? She got back surgery and she switched all the way up for y'all. She went blonde, short, what happened? Orange. She looking good. She looked like vacation. Glow up. Yeah, right? The glow up is real. <laughs> and you have me. And then you have Round the Way with May. <laughs> she has nothing to report today. Nothing. But she's going to report. She got something. Anyway, first off, I want to give... And then we have Tiffany in the cut. You know, she's recuperating. Say hi to the people. Hey, guys. See, you can hear. She's there. We got her in the cut. We're going to turn the house into a nursing home. You know, that's what we do around here. And then we have Moose. He's doing the camera. So, he's here for your car automotive questions. So, jumping in, I'm going to give a big rest in peace shout out to John Singleton, the visionary, iconic director of so many films, Higher Learning, one of Jason's favorites. Um, Yeah, the mainstream favorite, of course, would be Boys in the Hood. That's like the starter pack for John Singleton. Um, Yeah, he was just a prolific director um, from the West Coast. And what I was explaining to Jason and Porsche, and but you know she's always here but I was talking to her <laughs> you know for for me being somebody on this coast it was him it was you know we had stupid films like Colors and uh, South Central and stuff like that but it wasn't until the Hughes Brothers and John Singleton brought Medicine Society and Boys in the Hood where you got that where you you felt that Cali vibe and you know and people want to be gang members and stuff like that and, and that's how that got started but anyway it was really cool to see you know that I like the palm trees I like the way they talk you know, <laughs> that, you know like the coolness the swag you know and then of course we had Snoop and Dr. Dre and you know NWA we had all those people so you was able to kind of put the pieces to the puzzle and then you know with Tupac you know he just loved California even though He's a New Yorker, at, you know. But, you know, some New Yorkers pissed him off, and then he went to, you know, he adopted California as his only hood. But, you know, he's from all over. But anyway, so John Singleton, getting back to that, you know, high blood pressure is the reason that they're blaming for his stroke, that he suffered with high blood pressure. He was on a trip um, in Costa Rica with his legs. He had leg weakness, and he flew back, I guess, here, and checked himself into a hospital, and... He walked in the hospital, whatever, and he died, you know, 
I guess he succumbed to the stroke. It got really bad. Maybe he had, you know, sometimes when you have a stroke, you have multiple strokes, you know, and then you can have that really big one that can leave you as a vegetable. So maybe that's what happened. I don't really know. We won't know. We won't ever really know the full story. But how it goes, they say he suffered with high blood pressure. And if you see interviews with John, you can look in somebody's eyes who suffered with high blood pressure. He, he didn't look very healthy. You know, his physique looked pretty healthy, but you could look in his eyes and tell he was actually struggling with some health issues. So everybody, blood pressure is a very serious situation. People just think blood pressure is blurry vision, headaches, you know, maybe heart palpitations, but it does lead to stroke because it narrows. It causes like stenosis in your veins, which is like a narrowing of your, your arteries and stuff like that. It makes it really hard for your, you know, everything to pump, your brain suffers, everything. So get a check. If you have high blood pressure, you know, I do Dr. Sevy stuff, but you know, he doesn't like celery, but celery juice is one way where you can kind of manage your blood pressure without meds. If you're not someone who likes to do meds, but you don't want to drink too much celery juice because it can lower your pressure tremendously where you have low blood pressure. So you don't, you kind of want balance. So before you do anything, research, 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 and you know, doctors are not going to approve that so if you're looking for your doctor to co-sign celery juice (laughs) and natural homeopathic things it's just not gonna happen so do your research so that's john singleton um that's very very sad anybody have thoughts What? <laughs> We're not laughing at death. No, no, no. My baby was over there doing something. She had no <laughs> I seen her. Yeah, I, I seen her the whole her time. She was trying to act like she wasn't doing what she was just doing. <laughs> but not at John. No. Um, <laughs> that was just bad timing. Did, how did y'all feel coming from California? Y'all felt like he represented y'all the right way? Um... Yeah, I, I won't. I won't say. I won't say he didn't at all. I definitely did. It. Um, uh, Baby Boy was probably. Uh, it wasn't too over the top. It was just really dramatic that you wouldn't. It's a side that you didn't don't get to see from mm-hmm. the in between gangster. Got you. You know, Jamie. Uh, right. Yeah. So um, yeah. I definitely, I definitely say that he got the authenticity down. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> So he is California approved. And that's a good thing. You know, because I call him the Spike of the West, you know, because we have Spike Lee. Spike Lee, you know, is more of a Brooklyn. He loves Brooklyn. He didn't really come to Harlem and do all. He's more best side Brooklyn. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. You know, we don't really have representation if you're coming from like Harlem and the Bronx. We had black exploitation like in the 70s and the 60s, but we didn't really have like, that's kind of stupid that we didn't have like Harlem filmmakers. Dane Dash is definitely not (laughs) my pick, you know, because he probably picks up for crazy sometimes. And I I love a black man trying to do it, but Painting Full was a good movie. However, we know that was like, you know, very low acting. So. I'm just being honest. It definitely was like a biopic off somebody else's <laughs> Right. Somebody else's story. Right. Just, just the pieces so, together. Exactly. So, I'm talking about like a real live like movie. We had Juice. Like, right, right, right. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Nobody is tough on Riverside Drive. Like. <laughs> there was no bishops on Riverside Drive. Yeah, like it was just not good. However, Jews, fun fact, my my father actually lives in the building. You know, he actually lives in an apartment that they ran through. 
<laughs> yeah, it still looks like that too. <laughs> the people are still there too. about is they recently just did the elevator over so they don't have the red walls no oh, more. Yeah. Oh, oh. I don't think so. That's hurtful. They changed it. Yeah, they changed it, but I'm yeah, it's not red anymore. Yeah. But the hallway still looks it's the oh, same. Yeah. The building is okay. the same. They just did the elevator because it was always broke. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. So yeah, shout out and you know John John Singleton, he opened the door for a lot of pe- different filmmakers or whatever and we just got to keep those things going. So there's more John Singletons just like there's more Nipsey's. Like we are losing icons, but there's more people like them. We just got to support, celebrate and cultivate those people that exist. Okay, you guys? So rest in peace John Singleton. Job well done. So um what else I want to talk about? Uh, briefly, because we've been talking about Jesse Smollett. He got fired um, <laughs> from Empire. Well, what they did was he's getting sued, and so they want to know if, if the civil case will go through. If it doesn't, they'll probably bring him back because they brought his contract. So they still have to pay him, but he won't be on season six. Yeah. Whatever. So at least he, he gets a free vacation. Right. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could remember the melody of that like, song when we went on Steve Harvey, right? Free, va- free I can- vacation. Yeah. Free vacation. So Jesse Smollett got a free vacation. And it's paid, not only free. So shout out to him. He's the best that ever did it. <laughs> he can write a book now. Like right? so many other opportunities are gonna come from this stupid event <laughs> so wendy williams you guys she's looking the best i've seen in a thousand years she is running again she's flying around the audience again yeah. her face look different in she a went thousand years. in a thousand years <laughs> heard that too. she is looking freaking great i haven't seen her yeah she she dropped that man and she looking she looking good she was running. She couldn't even yeah, walk. They had a chair. People was holding her up. She was fainting and stuff. You heard the thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Wendy, when you that's that thing about that bad energy. When you clean out that energy, that stagnant energy that you holding on to with your cold dead hands, just because it's familiar or whatever, when you let that go, you blossom. <laughs> you know, and then it's not like a flower where you blossom for a minute. You blossom forever as long no. as you're here. So like, let go of that dead weight. Mm. Go ahead, Wendy. I'm like this hot. Look at Janice Combs. <laughs> Janice. <laughs> she rocking like it's hot. Wendy doing swell. She getting an apartment in Manhattan. She oh she oh, she doing yeah she swell. she left the suburbs. She said nah. She gonna be too drunk to drive. Oh wait wait she's not drinking anymore. <laughs> Whatever. She gonna be how she say zipping it and zooming it. Yeah. Thank you Wendy for your years of service. And you've just extended your contract some more years because you was about to get canceled. That, that went on one more month. She was going to get fired like Jesse. <laughs> so I, she woke up. She was like, I got to stop playing. <laughs> I'm going to be jobless playing with this nigga from Brownsville, Brooklyn. <laughs> and I had to say the N-word because he, you know, he's. 
Kevin is from Brownsville. Brownsville, if you know Brooklyn, if you know New York, those are different people. They not the same. And they just come from a harder place. And her from Asbury Park, she just wasn't ready for him. She thought she was. She wasn't ready for him. Now, moving right on along. Uh, <laughs> now, so I was... um. <laughs> I was talking to mom earlier about liking. I have an issue. It's not my issue. People have an issue. But, I, you know, there's this thing, like, where people love to block me on Instagram for whatever reason. Like, I don't even bother these people. People that I've been friends with, that I've held, that I've done stuff with, gigs with or whatever. And then they get to a certain point, and then they'll only just unfollow me, but they'll block me. So, I'm like, okay, no problem. So, it's like a running joke around here. They'll ask about people. I'm like, oh, yeah, they blocked me. Like, what? <laughs> so, you know... I've often been told, like, my my alliances with different people. When you're a business owner, you can't stop who you know. Like, I'm 40. I'll be 43. I know a lot of people just moving around in life. And then on top of that, when you, you know, you're starting a business, you're meeting people, you're going to networking events, and you're, you know, you're meeting people. So, it's nothing you can do about that. But you have certain people that if they have a bad business deal with someone or if they had a situation or they just plan on like the person, they don't want you to be their friend. And we're not in middle school anymore. You cannot control who your friends are friends with. It's impossible. Now, if this is like your best friend in the whole wide world and y'all like a clique and one of the sisters in the sisterhood does something, you know, sometimes you may take a side. That's just, that's normal behavior. But at the end of it, it's going to get handled if the friendship is, is worth keeping. But... If we're in passing and you getting mad because somebody's following me and I'm commenting under their picture or whatever, or if someone asks me to post something because it's a business thing or a GoFundMe or something, right. I'm benevolent like that. I have to do stuff like that. I will do it. But you can't get mad at me and make me not like someone and not be someone's friend. And then if I, you know, it's just stupid. So I just want to encourage you all because I know this is happening in all kinds of relationships. Like what you like. Be courageous by sticking up for yourself first. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't let people dictate who you can like and who you can be friends with or whatever. If someone has never done anything to you, you have to... So they have to actually do something to me. You know, I'll have to see them do something to you. But I can't just go off your word because I've been that friend, that rider that'll be like, yeah, I ain't talking to her. You ain't talking to her. I ain't talking to her either. And then the next thing I know, they all talking. Now, I'm just sitting there looking dumb. Like, are we talking on them now? You know, and, and I'm not phony. So I'll still just be like, well, we ain't talking. You know, but I've missed out on opportunities like that. So I don't do that anymore. So I'm very courageous. I like what I like and no one can change my mind about that. And you have to be like that with yourself. You have to be steadfast. Has anybody had, you know, situations where you felt like you had to make a choice on a friend or something like that? Never. Never. See, we were some strong people. California people never go through anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's the air. They're very strong with this this (laughs) small. But that makes a difference. You know? This was my prom date for people who grass. Yeah. <laughs> That's Tay Tay's godmother. Yes, I am. She is the G mama. Yes. So okay. What about you, Rashad? Because you you have a clique of catty men. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and because it happens on 
both sides. We gotta stop acting like women are petty, only petty exactly. ones. Men are exactly. very exactly. They are. They are. Queens of petty. Yes. I think I think some of my friendships have not completely severed. Sit up, because they may not be, you know. Um not completely no, no, severed. Sit. I, 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 hey, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, not completely separate, but uh-huh. based on you know people who I remain friends with through something that they were going with, it kind of altered the relationship. Yeah, like you know, I guess they deem me as not loyal or not right. trustworthy. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm always in the middle of a lot of getting a lot of information that I would not like to have, right. but I get it anyway. So, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I go through that. Yeah, it's you know, annoying. Uh, yeah, it's annoying, but very annoying. I can understand that though, because I feel like you don't need me before I need you. Yeah, right. So, like it's like water off my back after a while. It just takes me a while to be like, "Damn, are you really that weird?" Yeah, you that weird. <laughs> <laughs> We've known each other for that many years, but you've been weird, low key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. Weird. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You don't go through that because she just hangs out with old people. <laughs> She don't got nothing on problem. She like a Californian. <laughs> Who's going through that? Really? Oh, yeah. Really? And <laughs> hey, she ain't having it. She don't like people no way. So <laughs> she'll cut you off for no reason. Right, no fit she started off not liking them. You know, she's the mother that they everybody's jealous. <laughs> if you live to be my age, you have one friend, you'd be lucky. Right? We've been hearing that since we was like four years old. Like, no hope. <laughs> That's why I'm so hope nation. I like I want I be trying to love people. I always have to quote Brother Polite. I wanna love people especially my black people but y'all making it really really hard really hard and that's why y'all get on these men about dating these white women and these asian women and stuff but mm. black folk y'all making it hard on the god for real i really want to like y'all but every time i turn around black people are doing stuff to me and i don't like it stuff that i don't go through with other ethnicities it's not just a cliche it's real life we have to stop for real for real, for real. And you got to recognize when you're in a company of greatness and uh, authentic people. Like, you have to know when you're around people that just really want the best for you. I don't want your idea. I don't want to steal from you. I want to build with you. Right. Like, right? And like, they don't understand. And when you say stuff like that to people, their antennas go up. You up, you after something. Now, if I was begging you for money or begging you to do this, begging, they'd rather you be needy. Right. Right? They don't like people that are self-sufficient because you're suspicious. Mm-hmm. Why? I'm 40, almost 43 years old. Why wouldn't I have stuff? Right. That don't make sense. Why am I having cups for hands if I don't have to? That's stupid. <laughs> so I think maybe I'll just be a beggar for the next year and see. And I bet you that'll get me far, but I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. Not if I don't need it. If I need it, I'll ask. But like... No, no I won't. The whole entire life. The I just, cause people are just mean. That's why I do stuff without her knowing. Y'all she, remember last she's week's sneaky. episode? Sneaky. Yeah. 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 Cool. You can't have no complaints around. She is sneaky. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sneaky. She is sneaky. Right? 
She's a helper. That's what she does. She if does. I can make something happen, then I make it happen. That's her I'm quote. Not no that's questions. her shirt. We all gonna get a shirt, and that's gonna be the quote <laughs> on her shirt. That's good. I've been thinking about shirts. Yeah, she's yeah. That's her thing. Because it's true. Sometimes you don't need somebody to ask you to do something for them. If you know they need it and you can, just do it. That's right. Right, exactly. Shout out to London and Damaris. All girls, the mayor and the deputy mayor of Hope Nation. It just popped up. You'll see it right here. And I didn't say it last week, but I love you girls. I miss y'all daily. I pray that we'll be reunited one day. See, black people, once again. (laughs) Once again. Every time, they stick it in like Scarface said. Anyway. No, Frank said that. You turn your back, they stick it in. Yeah. And what's that tagline from the Real Housewives? Uh, what she said? She's like, every time somebody stabbed me in the back, bend over and kiss my ass. I said, I like that. <laughs> That's LVP, Lisa Vanderpump, tagline. Beverly Hills. <laughs> Get gangsta nails. <laughs> so... Oh, I have a I have a controversial thing for you guys because y'all are hip hop people just like I am. So there's this whole controversy about little Nas X. I don't like that song. Disclaimer, let me just be very honest. Old town country road and all that nonsense. I don't care about it. However, I think it's a travesty when a black boy who creates country music has to get Billy Ray Cyrus to get it. It got pulled off of the billboards, right? Because they said it wasn't country music. And then Billy Ray Cyrus fell back because you know Miley Cyrus loves the black men. So then he got all involved and he remixed the song with Lil Nas X and now it went to number one on Billboard. Okay. Why aren't we, and I've mentioned this before, why isn't there a hip-hop consulate that says certain people can't make our music? Because country people have a stronghold on country music where they don't let black folks in. Now, they got that one little uh, racially ambiguous boy. Um, He's a mixed child. And so he's like the Obama of, I can't think of his name right now, of country music. So they they love him. They wrap their arms all around him, right? Not Hootie. Not Hootie and the Blowfish? No, no, not him. He's a little light-skinned boy. He looks like that um that um basketball player, Blake Griffith. He got he has that look. He came out maybe like a few years ago and it like he eased his way in and now he's like with Jason Aldean, all the big ones. (laughs) So (laughs) she just had surgery. (laughs) I promise you she ain't on, she ain't smoking nothing. So anyway, before we start, so anyway, yeah. So and then they they have the the song as if it's Billy Ray Cyrus's song. Really? Right. It looks like you know they play how they they write the stuff and make it look like it's his song. So, do you feel that we need a hip hop consulate? Yeah. Oh, Janice Combs has spoken. Yep. <laughs> Bad boy I've been saying it a long time. Yeah. Let too many people in. Uh, they should not have a right to do our music. No. That's straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else to be. She OG, she could do that. See, um, I got to be politically correct a little bit, but not a lot. I haven't heard the song. Um, it's I, I've, I've heard of it. And yeah. I, know about it. I, I actually don't even know 
who the little Nas character is. Me neither. Um, I don't. Little man not. is his name, right? Because Nas yeah. means man. So he's little man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I, I, I've seen, because I follow a lot of producers, mm-hmm. um, I don't know who produced it. But Billy Ray Cyrus was holding this poster that says, I would not have gotten... Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. About the production. Yeah. So, I don't even know if the producer... <laughs> right. I, that saying, part I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Mike Will made that one. Because <laughs> he loves Mike Will. <laughs> I definitely agree that uh, there should be some type of regulation. Yeah. To a certain extent. Definitely. Because in, in, this, <laughs> in this particular culture, it's... Um, this is like... It's like, it's like street ball. Like, it's cutthroat. This is like... No, hold hold on. It's not true. Anthony, I can hear you. That's okay. That's my other brother. Go ahead. Finish. (laughs) I didn't want it to sound crazy. No, you're good. This is home. It's it's a different type of... It's like a blood sport. So it's like Mm. you, you... you have to have some type of regulation with the people that get in here because, like, they take everything. Ooh. That's right. They steal everything. That's they right. put their name on everything. That's right. Liquor. Well, no matter what it is, clothes. You know what I'm saying? So, as far as hip-hop, we need to be a little bit more cutthroat. That's yeah, right. They want to dance like us, dress like us, nap up their hair like us. <laughs> 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 they can't regulate how they nap up their hair. But they do yes. it over there, but you won't be in front of... Black cameras doing that. Right. That's do it over there. Do a little group on on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> How you gonna clean this one up for your mother? Huh. It's hard to clean up. Um, that was good though. But yeah, I, I'll kind of piggyback off what Jason said. Um, I definitely think um, there definitely needs to be some type of regulation. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a panel of people right. who decide who gets in and who don't. Uh, there should be auditions. <laughs> well, they already have that. <laughs> but, you know, so um, um, I think some of the the, the people in the game, like the Jay Zs, the Diddies, these are people who who could potentially have the power and, and, and the voice to establish something like this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some of the the big execs at some of these label companies um, mm-hmm. should 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 establish some kind of some kind of panel. Yeah, and and you know because. In the other culture, you know, uh, they just don't play our stuff. Yeah, we no. can't, and we can't go no. through rock and roll. Right. Yeah, look if at if we go through rock and roll, it has to be like it, it literally has to pop overnight. It has to be a big mass production. Right, the world really, you know, right it has over. to be like a sleeper. They yeah. see coming. Like that sucks. Right, and we invented rock and roll. Facts. Hello, Facts. blues. Anyway, our rock and roll, last Little Richard. Uh, Hello, Little <laughs> Wayne was our last rock and roll shout out. Oh right lord, there. right. So it was like, Nah, yeah. give, you can't give a pass to that. Like this is true. That's trash. But you, they they gonna they gonna pimp it out. Though. Yeah, look at Japan. Like uh, and uh, they just make their own stuff that sounds like yes. our stuff. <laughs> it's the um, cutest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they but they won't give the recognition. And I think uh, yeah, exactly. So there you have it. How I feel. I told you how I feel about it. I feel definitely yes. Um, it should be some type of regulation because when I see people like Little Zane or Little Pump or people that don't really care about the culture and that people literally die for this, like like you said, it's a blood sport. People have died for hip hop. Like anything that you found, like a new country, a new culture, people have put blood on the pavement. You know, DJ Scott LaRock, you know, he was like one of the people, one of our first people we lost, you know, that was like big, KRS-One's DJ, do your studies on that. And so after that, it was just like, 
people after people, you know, so, well, person after person. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it should be. We were watching Trigger Warning yesterday. It was, it was one of the, it was the last one. I think it was very kind of silly. Like, yeah. Yeah, he was making his own, like, democracy. Did you watch Trigger Warning with Killer Mike? No, On Netflix. It's like a six-pot yeah. hot Part. Where am I from? Boston? Six <laughs> part. Um, I don't even like want to say docu series or whatever. He come up with all these different little ones. Like he had Cripacola. Because <laughs> he oh, said, okay, yeah, the white people had, you know, how do you market gangs? Mm. And how Harley Davidson was marketed, you know, bikers. by bikers, mm. by a gang, which is a legal right. gang. And so he said the Crips and the blood should be able to do the same thing, mm. you know. But the thing is, who would be a part of that? Like, who right. would who would get the money? There's so many different sections of Bloods and Crips or whatever. Who would get it? But anyway, he did it. They made a Cripacola, and it was, it was hilarious. <laughs> but the last episode we watched yesterday was about starting their own society. Mm. So he bought this house. He had this land. He found some people that wanted to be a part of the society. And it was a mess, okay? New Africa. New Africa. Mm-hmm. There you go. I told you it was going to be reporting. <laughs> and New Africa. And it was it was pretty funny. But, um, yeah. It seems like the only way we're going to be able to do that is to do that. And I think because hip-hop didn't have a lot of guidelines kind of from the door. Right. That's why we don't have the regulation like all the other play, all the other genres of music like jazz and, right, and um, right, right. you know and um, classical music you know I can't Alicia Keys should be a classical pianist yes. right but she's not labeled that because she plays hip hop right. you know she can't be set tripping so <laughs> right. Right. so that's you know so that's the problem so I don't know one one day maybe have them. But that's my, I'm just a little annoyed with that. That shouldn't be happening right now. Especially, we're talking about Me Too and all this other stuff. All this equality and whatnot. How could we not have equality in country music? Yeah, thank you. She went off. Yeah, I was like talking about it. She went ballistic. I was like kind of shocked even for her. I was shocked. It was so many MFs and efforts flying. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just surprised she was just that bold. Yeah. Well, you know what? Too for her, it's like she can't even break through in R&B music. She's just frustrated. Right. You know, she's frustrated. Yeah. She can sing. She's like a Reefer Franklin-ish. Like she has that classic throat. You know what I'm saying? I just think people get caught up in the plastic surgery and uh, the fake. The abuse, I didn't, that's a fake, that was a Freudian slip. The abuse scandals and all that kind of stuff. I say fake because it was on reality TV. And it looked like it was fake and it was done for cameras or whatever. It could be real, whatever. But yeah, she went off. And and the guy, that was the white guy that was sitting next to her, on stage, he was like looking like... I don't know. He just put his head down. Yeah, he looked like uh, Mike Myers when uh, when (laughs) Bush your life like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he had that moment. I was not expecting that. (laughs) I mean, she stormed out there. She didn't even like she was dressed for whatever that was. I don't even know what that was. But yeah, she went off. And shout out to you, Kate Michelle, for standing up for yourself. Being courageous for yourself. See, that's what I'm talking about. And then if you be courageous for yourself, it helps others. That's the unfortunate thing sometimes because you'll have people just laying in the cut being scary and spooky. And they know what the right thing to do is, but they won't do it. But as soon as it works for you, it works for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. What's that thing they call at work? Um, that white people hate so much. 
privilege? Not the white privilege. We can't um having to do with diversity. I'm telling you, I need B12. Affirmative action. Affirmative action. You know, they, they hated affirmative action because that meant you had to bring us in your apartment buildings, bring us in your workplaces and things of that nature. And, you know, it, when it's reversed, it's funny. Anyway. Right. <laughs> so that is that. Oh, so a new drink alert that I made. Um, it's nice. It's a refresher. My brother's going to bottle it and package it. So I can't tell? No. no. I don't think so. Damn. Recreate it? Okay. <laughs> well, know, y'all going to have to wait on that. <laughs> 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 Once you get a copyright in, you're going to get packaging, the late one going Already, right. already been giving away the, too much exclusive. You're going to read the ingredients on the back of the bottle. I really want to tell y'all. Nah, that's how good it is. Yeah. That's how good it is. Damn. Okay, I can't tell y'all that. But I can tell you this. If you're traveling to Portland, Oregon, and you're a vegan, you're in the one of the most vegan spots in the world. So, uh, Br- um, Brist- Bristol is also... West Coast is just very vegan friendly. It's funny because when we were there, I didn't eat nothing, really. We ate at Cafe Gratitude on in, in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. But that... Oh, Donut Friend, and it was in the vegan pizza place next door. They not a vegan pizza place, but they had vegan pizza. It was good. But they are from Queens. They're from New York. <laughs> so that was good. So Dad, you know, he just messed up my whole flow. There's this new product. This is why I'm kind of iffy. There's this new product, and it's um, it's not new because it's been growing. You know, it's a fruit. It's a banana, and it's called the banana blossom. And and see, it's coming from Asia. This is where I get a little sketchy from. <laughs> They're going to be using it, and it's going to rival the jackfruit, and it's going to rival the, um, like, the Beyond Meat and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. because it's, like, textured fish. Mm-hmm. And they have been able to manipulate the banana blossom to really have that fish feel. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hearing really good things about it. It is crazy, but it's banana blossom and it's purple and it is fish, fishy texture some people actually make fish out of soursop um really? i don't yeah 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 the meat. yeah the meat i don't really know if i would like that i think right. we had that i think i tried it at that thing i don't know if i was feeling that i haven't had a shit soursop i haven't had a shit no i've only seen beautiful videos yeah I haven't, I haven't it's hard to get Right. And it's very expensive. Is it sweet, sour? Is it? It's soury. You know what, what you can do? Back in the days, I don't know if your parents used to drink nectar, but my father, you know, was used to drink nectar. Like, oh, they like that thick, <laughs> nasty stuff. And it was the, uh, what is the guabana one? Uh-huh. Is the way, that's soursop. Okay. So, if you take the guabana nectar that you can find in any store, right. it just has a ton of sugar in it. That is soursop. Okay. So, it's like kind of like creamy and bittery and sweet. It's a very it's acquired a very taste. Acquired taste. Yeah. I like it, you know, because I just want to be healthy. I want to live. It kills cancer. So, I want it. I want it all. Don't eat the seeds, though, because the seeds are poisonous. Um, whereas uh, watermelon, you can eat the seeds. So if you're making a watermelon, I can share that, right? If you're making a watermelon smoothie, because it is watermelon season, please use the seeds. Do not get rid of the seeds. Oh, the seeds that. are so important. <laughs> yes, do not get rid of those seeds. But soursop seeds, try to plant one, but do not eat them. Because if you have too many of them, they're very toxic for your body. Okay, so I can share that. So I just want to add a little help up in them. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I was talking about um, how much time we have. 
Oh, we doing good. We doing good. We doing good. We doing good. We rapping. We in the rapper. <laughs> <clears throat> so a little bit, I want to talk, talk a little bit about purpose. And I have, I always have these moments of clarity. I swear to y'all can get high. But, you know, <laughs> the ancestors just be giving me stuff. Like, I'd be like, oh, that's dope. So I was thinking about purpose. And how people say, oh, I don't know my purpose. And I'm seeing that a lot. People are so lost. And and I'm happy that they're able to say, I'm lost. I don't really know why I'm here or whatever. And we've all felt like that. You know, we don't really know why we're here. We just be winging it half the time. And, and it works out for some people. And some people it doesn't. So anyway, so when I was thinking about purpose today in a quick flash, I was like, a lot of times you don't know your purpose because you have to go through some things in order to figure out like, okay, this is my purpose. So it's like waking up in the morning, right? And you, and you look and your vision is kind of blurry and then you, you know, you blink a little bit, rub your eyes and then all of a sudden it's clear. And that blink in my eyes is like life. Whatever you go through in life kind of shapes your purpose. And then you figure out after you get through blinking and sleeping, once you wake up and you, you get your focus, you like, that's my purpose. And it hits you just like that. You know, and it could be something you've been doing every single day of your life. For me, it was always working with kids and working with people and talking to people or whatever. I thought I was going to be a doctor. You could not have told me from the age of four that I was going to be a doctor. My father got shot. He had a colostomy bag and I was the only one who would clean it. And from that point on, I just swore I was going to be this doctor and stuff. But it wasn't until my senior, my upper junior year in college where I flip-flopped and I said, you know what? I got kids. I got to hurry up and get out of school. I'll be a psychologist. And I'll be stitching up souls instead of holes. And I came up with this whole <laughs> big thing. You know, that was my mantra, right? Because I had to talk myself out of being a doctor. So that was like the thing I would say to myself because I was disappointed in myself because everything to, up until that moment was me being Dr. Reynolds. And so then I had to break the news to my family. And, you know, that's hard when you got to break some news. Because like, everybody always thinks that you're going to be this thing. And then you decide you're not going to be so sad. Anyway. I figured out, and that was my blinking moment. That was my cleaning my eyes off in the morning. That was that fresh rag on my face in the morning moment where I was like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I do it good anyway. What am I wasting time for, you know? So when did you discover what your purpose was? And was your purpose totally different from what you had expected? Was it something you were doing? Ask yourself these questions. When did you discover your purpose, Tracy? Um... When my mama was beating on my door. <laughs> <laughs> on your what? <laughs> it was like three in the morning and my mom was banging on the door because she wanted me to bring her hair. But anyway, that has nothing. I mean, that has a lot to do with it because the I time th- period was crazy. <laughs> yeah, she's about to and tell a crazy I would go story. Stay <laughs> her, I would sleep on the floor to get away from her because it was just a lot of. And in my mind, I was like, okay, my thing is supposed to be to breathe life to women. Women go through so much. So if I can do something for somebody, usually it's a woman, I'ma do it. Cause it's just so much on my shoulders every single day. She never told me that story. That was nice. Oh, that was an awe moment. That's dope. Okay. Mom, when did it was hectic. But she get she made it through. And she's doing better than a lot of people that went to school to do stuff. Check that. What is that blinking flash? Check that camera. Um, what about you, mom? What, how we doing? I don't care about time. I just edit. You good? Oh, we good. Mom, hello. <laughs> What's going on? Here? <laughs> hello. And sometimes it's like 
that like purpose, purpose, <laughs> purpose. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I got it late, and then I, you know, I was doing the cooking. Mm-hmm. It's something I've been doing since I was like six, and then I got away from it. You was cooking, but it was something. They had you in the big house. No. <laughs> no, she, she missed that. The plantation. No. <laughs> Like hanging around in the kitchen with my grandmother, hanging around in the kitchen with my mother. So at eight, I was actually cooking. You keep telling me that I don't believe you. I was. What you was cooking? Uh, cake, baking cake. So why you can't frying bake chicken? Nah, shout to you. She's an excellent cook. Her gummy drop cake is good. I can't eat it no more, but it's good. Well, when I went to school, I realized that I wasn't going to be a pastry chef. I just do better with food. Okay. Because pastry is a lot of measuring, and if you don't get it exact, it doesn't work. It's chemistry. Yeah, so. Well, look. She thinks her purpose was is cooking, and it is. It's part of her purpose. But her purpose was to birth these four kids she done birthed. And look at me. And look at us. And look at us. You know what I'm saying? And look at us. And us, You know, we got a lot of stuff going on. So she, I think a lot of times we take, we discount motherhood, you know, and because it may not be you to become the millionaire or, the, you know, the one with the, the brilliant idea. It might be the, the king or queen that comes through your womb right. because you sacrifice your life to do that. Is a purpose, you know what I'm saying? So if you just start there as a mother, then here you go. So if that's your, you know, and I want to say this to my single moms and my moms in general, a lot of times we feel like, oh, you know, what am I doing? What am I doing? But you got kids, you going you working, you going they're going to school, they in dance and art and football and this and that, and you doing all these things, and you're looking at yourself like you ain't doing nothing. Right. Stop it. You're doing a lot because you're sacrificing. You sacrifice your life first, and now you're sacrificing your social life so this kid can have more than you. So that right now might be your purpose. That might just be your purpose. We watched the NFL draft where parents was, like, falling out crying because they sacrificed so much, and now they can just kick on back. The kid is an mil- instant millionaire. So all those football practices and all that stuff they had to endure right. is over. Right. Job well done. So... All my mothers, Mother Day, Mother's Day is coming up. Job well done. Only to my good ones. Right. Not y'all that don't deserve There's it. Some terrible ones out there. Ter- Say that again. Terrible. There's some terrible ones. Yes. Out there. Yes. Portia. Purpose. I actually have not found my. Full See, purpose. and ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm still searching. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Being the best guy mommy she can be. Oh. I am. Well, okay. <laughs> and but where does that come mail. from? You know what I'm saying? Where's that's your purpose? Where does that come from? Making making sure that other people are okay. Putting other people in front of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that could that's your purpose. You want to channel it in another direction so that it helps you because it has to be beneficial to you. But I love making people feel good, and I think for a long time that was my problem too. I was just like so in love with seeing other people happy, but then you be empty. But you got her, and I know she's a cheerleader. Oh, so sure. that that's a blessing when you have people that can mirror your action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play with her. Okay. Don't do it to you. Well, friend. I gotta say, hey, friend. Nobody else gets to get that one. Nope. No time for games. That's right. Jason? Um, I'm coming to you, you're a millennial. I, think, <laughs> I was giving you time. My turn play was probably like uh, my first semester in college. Mm hmm. I went to all black college. Ow. Shout them out. Shout them out. They'll remain nameless. Oh, they didn't do you right. No, I mean, like, I just got, I didn't get the experience that 
I expected to get from mm. that situation because um, it just wasn't it wasn't what it was like projected to be. Yeah, that happened to Moose. Um, it was it was terrible. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say terrible. I mean, I, no, for him it was terrible. Yeah, I had some good moments. <laughs> you had some real good moments. Yeah, good moments. <laughs> as far as like my dreams being shattered, like they were instantly shattered when I first got there. I didn't expect to get so grown that quick because it was like, oh, this is this is like real, real. We don't need you. We don't need you here. You know what I'm saying? You you can't hoop with us. You know what I'm saying? You're not that good. Uh, you got red shirted and all that stuff. Well, I actually didn't get none of that stuff, but what? I actually just thought I was just going, you know, yeah. go in there and show them that, you know, I got what y'all need. Aww. This is, this is not, y'all don't have this here. Right. Got, <laughs> this. He had the, con- that's that Cali confidence. I got, I got, I got, I got what y'all got. Me got. Though. Like, the coach was like, nah, you don't. Good. Oh. Good. So like, I had like a, um, I had a moment where every time I would see these players individually or even together, um, like an intramural leagues are out there just practicing. Mm. I would bust their ass mm. every chance I got. That's what good. Confidence. Uh, California hat on. <laughs> Look, Los Angeles. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make y'all feel it. I'm gonna make y'all feel it. But um, during that whole time period, I had a, 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 a collage of friends from different places like Atlanta, like uh, Nova Scotia. Oh, nice. Um, New York. Um, and just so happened that all these cats did music. Okay. And that's where it was for me. And See? They didn't know I did music at home, in my room, in my pad, right by myself. And that, it just started and just kept going. See? So you thought you was there for one thing and you was there for something totally different. Yeah, it definitely sparked It happens like that. Definitely sparked something wow. different. So now I do music production, audio engineering. You want to tell me your Instagram oh, handle? Uh, God with Extra O Productions. You can go ahead and follow that. <laughs> follow that, because you need him in your life. Facts. But he belongs to her. So, you know, let's just that get part. that part. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's, let's just get that straight. So, only business inquiries. But I'll let him bless y'all. <laughs> <laughs> See? Millennial? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I thought I wanted to go to law school. I don't know. Like, I think I still do. You better get on that Kim Kardashian plan, girl. Don't I, rack up them loans like that. I, I and then you do it just like her. Right? <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have to move to California. Yeah, they don't do So you don't have to take, you know, you don't have to do that. Yeah. I heard that. I said, what? Mm-hmm. You don't want a school, an apprenticeship. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They but, do have But you want to know what? And I want to tell you guys who go into social work in New York. See, I don't know too much about Jersey because I'm a New York girl. But in New York, you do not have to take your G... What is it? The LSATs? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. That's for law. The, the GRE for social workers. You don't have to take that to go... Um, you don't have to take your master's. You can go straight into your GRE and get your master's of social work. You don't have to go... To the master's program. I'm just oh, saying. Wow. Yeah, I learned that in school. I was like, ah, I didn't feel like it. <laughs> I didn't feel like getting the MSW. I was done. I was done. So anyway, you don't. You can skip that 18 months of accruing loans and stuff like that. And go straight to the test. But you better be smart. Don't just try to go take that test and not study. Looking crazy. But anyway, yeah. Um, my purpose, like I just told y'all. So I mean, everyone has one. Rashad, <laughs> he tried to get away. <laughs> no way. No, 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 no. 
Um, you tried it. My purpose. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm still, I'm still trying to figure it out. That's okay. Um, but I kind of similar to Jason's story, you know, um, playing basketball. I thought I was supposed to be playing basketball. A lot say I should have stuck with track. Because um, he was the Ethiopian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Kenyan, <laughs> all that. But I think I think I kind of like started to figure it out when I went when I went back to school, and um, I wasn't as athletic as I once was before, but I was still able to perform. But it was more so I had to take the Iverson role. Mm-hmm. Like I had to be more of a. I was a part of the team, but I my, my role wasn't to necessarily perform on the on the on the, uh, on the court, but to be more of a a motivator and encourager to right. other people. Right. Um, and I realized that by, um, you know, some nights, you know, some of the younger dudes on the basketball team coming past my room and just talking to me about He was the OG. Word. I was the oldest person <laughs> on the they team. They called him Grandpa. <laughs> grandpa. Yeah, and I, and I kind of realized, like, I was I was good at encouraging people. Mm-hmm. Even though, I, I, you know, it was hard for me to pull motivation for myself, I was able to, you know, that's extend it to other people. Right. Um, that's what and, you're doing now. And that's what I do now, yeah. You know, um, my last, my, you know, my last two jobs was pretty much that. And his friends. Yeah. Um, he just ain't nice to his sister. <laughs> that's a lot. But, that's a lie. Um, I feel like he should be a teacher. I've always had. I can see that. But he doesn't listen to me. Or me. I told him, and when he's going away, he wants to go away to college. And I was like, you should just be a teacher. You're so good with kids and this and that. And then I, later on, I said coach because he like, you know, basketball. He's really good at basketball. He has an NCAA ring. That's right. He <laughs> won a championship. He's good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, everybody, you know, but basketball didn't kill so many dreams like crap. I mean, basketball has destroyed so many people's lives. Sports. I guess in particularly, but basketball, I've seen a lot of people lose it because they didn't make it. And that's another thing like hip hop where people have died for that thing. You know, kids have literally died on the court, you know, and yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. basketball is real serious. And we laugh about it in the black community. Like, oh, you know, when you see movies, oh, they always got somebody playing basketball because I mean, this is what we do. You know, that's what people, that's the hoop dream. It's like a crack. A pipe dream, you know what I'm saying? The same thing, so yeah. Especially if you watch a hoop dreams like that ain't gonna be me. Right. It's gonna be better than that. Exactly, exactly. That's still in 90, whatever. Exactly. It's 2000 something. We're gonna be good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, and, and, it, and it just didn't work out. It happened to my son. Um, you know, as a parent to watch that, I watch it happen with my brother. You know, he's like my son, you know, Dwayne, too. Dwayne, he was too old. I didn't see that part. <laughs> my brother's 10 years older than me, so that's a big difference when you were, but yeah, he played ball really good. He was a DJ, he was like a renaissance man, he could have been anything, but because not making it basketball, he turned to something else, you know what I'm saying? And that happened to so many people by the grace of y'all, he's still here, so that's a blessing, but. Yeah, so many people lost their confidence behind co- bad coaches, yeah, bad, bad evil coach. men. And yeah, I used to, you know, I used to get kicked out of games. I used to get ejected because the, from the coaches to the refs, it was just so much just diabolical things going on. I used to, y'all realize these are little kids, right? Because my kids play from super bitties all the way up. And that was just horrible to watch, especially black men. Doing this to little black boys, you know, talking down to them, grabbing them by their shirt, calling them all kind of names and stuff. So not in my presence. 
you know, so it, it it's rough. It's a tough road. He didn't have to experience it so much, which was good because he started playing in uh, middle school. Yeah. And he didn't do any of the AAUs and stuff like that. So his confidence stayed, you know, slightly intact. But, yeah. But I think, I know, you are a natural-born teacher. Coach, whatever you want to call it, but that's your calling. Now, when you, you know, you need to keep refocusing, blink, wash your face, and when you come into it, you're going, no. Anyway. So, yeah, so this was an interesting conversation. I really like this cross-section of people I have here. I'm so excited. This is dope having these conversations because we just talked about everything. We just talked about a week in about an hour, a full week, and we didn't miss a blink. You know, we didn't talk about the riots in Venezuela and all that kind of stuff because we know that stuff is going on. We know all the stuff is going on in the White House or whatever, but it's just other things going on. And while I want to end it on this note. Um, I was talking to my older brother earlier, the one y'all heard screaming in the background. <laughs> and we were talking about like just, you know, I was talking about blessings and, and things and how people, you have blessings, but every blessing has a demon attached. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell you that. You're going to struggle with your blessings. You're going to get a blessing and then boom, something else is going to happen. Because, you know, you don't have to have that blessing. That's just the way this works. This works. It's, it's balanced. Everything in this world is works on balance. So just know when you get blessed over here, you might win $1,000, but guess what? That bill for 1100 might be around the corner. You know that you didn't even know was coming. Like, but at least now you got some of the money, right? <laughs> so you might keep That's half right, and, say, and send half to the bill collector. I don't know, but it's happened to me. We'll hit a number, and boom, the car's broke. <laughs> Why? Why? Oh, we hit a number and the refrigerator broke. Now, this true story. This just happened last night. We was like, what? All the, all the money had to go towards a new refrigerator. So, every blessing got a demon attached. That's just balance. And that's just the way I look at life. And that keeps me sane. You know, because I don't be like, oh, why me? Why me? No, I just know it's going to happen. And I got to push through it. All right? So, I just want to encourage you to push through everything that goes on in your life because every day you wake up is a blessing. When you open your eyes, don't reach for your phone. Say thank you because that did not have to happen. You opening up your eyes and you was able to get out the bed was a miracle. Before you even got out the bed, the miracle began. Okay? So I just want to let you know that and I really do that every day. I say thank you as soon as I wake up. How are we looking? We good money, Al? <laughs> so, I love you all, Hope Nation. I want to thank our special West Coast guests, Jason yeah. and Portia, for chiming in. Y'all were excellent. Y'all can come yeah. to yeah. Hope Nation anytime. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. Moose, you want to say bye to Hope Nation at least? Come here, Tay Tay. You want to hurry up? Moose and Centurion Modems. I know y'all people are still getting y'all, um, what you call those, tax returns. Trump messed us up, didn't he? Didn't he mess us up? Did, did, was you mad you didn't get no money? I was. We never get no money. But I was mad that we didn't get the money so we could pay the money we owe the government. <laughs> we just use that to erase the debt that we already got. You know, it's the game. It's all a game. You know that, right? It's all a game. So I just want to let you know we love you. And chime in. Hit us up. Leave something in the comment section. And we love you all, Hope Nation. Mwah! <laughs>